This is Matty Atlantic from Ring General Radio. You are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Talking Twins. As always, this is Bradley Swanson, joined by my co-host, Daryl Yates. Thank you guys for joining us for another great episode of Talking Twins. Now, of course, we have promised you guys that we do have a, a great interview lined up for tonight. That is uh, Stephen Gonsalves, the uh, twin, Minnesota Twins, one of the top minor league pitching prospects. We've got Stephen on the show this evening, so we're going to get into it in just a moment, sit down and chat with Stephen about his spring training, and uh, talk about a whole lot more in 2017. First, just want to remind you guys that you can check out Talking Twins on the web at www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com. You can find us on social media at Facebook, and that is talkingtwinsbaseball.com slash Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Talking Twins. So definitely check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We've got links to the shows, all kinds of, of news and notes that's going on in, in the Minnesota Twins organization, everything to keep you guys up to date. And then, of course, also check out the website, at TalkingTwinsBaseball.com. Of course, the podcast can be found on the website via iTunes, also via Google Play. So we've got you covered on all your mobile devices, and then also if you're going to listen on your laptop or desktop computer, just go check us out on the website, www.TalkingTwinsBaseball.com. With that, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the show, and we're going to start this evening by sitting down with Stephen Gonsalves. Hey guys, we're here on Talking Twins this evening, and we, we had told you we had a special interview lined up as we kind of wrap up our spring training coverage. In fact, this will be our, our last show before the, the season kicks off here. Of course, the Twins open up April 3rd at home against those Kansas City Royals, but we've got a, a special guest on the show, and of course, it's a guy you've heard his voice on here many times before, a friend of the program, none other than Steven Gonsalves, top pitching prospect for the Minnesota Twins, and with that, uh, Daryl and I want to welcome you into the show tonight, Steven. You know, thank you for coming back again with us and, and taking some time to sit down and talking twins tonight. Of course, guys. I love having, love being on the show. Well, we definitely always appreciate it. And right off the top, Stephen, just so we can kind of clear the air, you know, a lot of the twins fans that, that you know, listen to our show and follow our, our Facebook page and our Twitter feed, and a lot of the things that we've been getting asked recently when we promo that you would be on the show, you know, for the taping tonight is they were asking, obviously, about, you know, they saw that you were, you know, pulled from the, the Team USA game in the World Baseball Classic, which it's, by the way, just to mention that Team USA is playing against Puerto Rico for that, that title this evening. But, you know, people mentioned that when they saw you pulled away, well, what's going on? Is this another big injury? They, of course, they're, they're seeing what's happening to Trevor May. And it, it's not, I'll, I'll say it up front, what's happening to Steven and Trevor May are completely two different worlds of situations. But some fans, of course, they, you know, they, they jump off the deep end and they go right there. They see that, oh, Trevor May is getting, you know, Tommy John surgery, which was only was announced a couple of days ago. Your situation was announced, you know, almost more ten days ago. So it's not the same thing. But you know, fans are asking, you know, how how are how is Gonzalez shoulder and back? Is he, you know, is he going to miss big time? Is he going to miss, you know, a lot of time down a double A? You know, so if you can talk about real quick from what you've been told from the team doctors and so forth, and just how you're feeling as well. What is your timetable looking? Because we know you're going down to double A to start the season. And I will mention, by the way, that Chattanooga is getting a very nice new video board down there at, at AT&T Field to start the season. So 
hopefully you could put up a lot of highlights in that bad boy. But what is your timetable looking like for getting down to double A and starting your season in Chattanooga? Yeah, you know, they were taking it slow once uh once I came forward and uh told them I was a little tight. Um they were they went ahead and uh, checked me out and that's all it was. It was only a a little more extreme tightness, but I mean I wouldn't say it's anything other than tightness in my shoulder. Um and uh you know, it's uh the timeline is I took about a week off from throwing and then I got back into it uh this past Monday. And then had a bullpen then. And I pitched uh, in a game today, uh, one inning. I think going forward, we're going to have two days rest here and then hopefully get into two innings and then get back into my regular rotation and push forward and, you know, build up the inning limit, you know, where I'm getting to three innings and five innings and, you know, building up that pitch count so I'm ready to go for the season. And uh, so far, the the best timetable they've told me is uh, that hopefully I'll be meeting the team on the first road trip in Jacksonville, so only missing uh, one series with the team. Okay, so you're looking at like basically like you know the the second or third week of April, you're kind of back to you know back to to full start ability, full start availability. Is that is that a fair a fair you know assessment? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's what they're saying. They're taking it a little slower than I like. I was trying to push forward and you know, come out a little quicker. And so I'm able to go up with the team, but that's just me being a competitor and not seeing the big picture. They want to, uh, they want to take it slow make sure I'm all ready to go. And I'm not going to be battling this thing all year. Let's just take care of it now and uh, have a good long year. And, you know, hopefully end up in the big sometime this year. Well, and, and as you've called me, sir, you know, many times in this episode before on this show before, I'm going to call you son. I understand why they're doing it because they, they're, they are looking at the big picture. They, they're, they're looking at one or two weeks, in you know Chattanooga at the beginning of April doesn't mean a thing if we get to have you up here in September and you're actually throwing major league innings you know wearing a Twins uniform I mean that the trade off there is and I I know you would I know in your heart of hearts I know you're a competitor but you, when you see it that way you got to kind of see it that way too that you know two weeks in, in in a lookouts uniform it's worth it if that if that has to go that way for you to be up here in September and wearing a one that says Twins across the chest. And pitching to Minneapolis at Target Field, man, because that's what it—that's what it all comes down to. I know mean, that's what you've, you know, trained for this your whole life for. You didn't—you didn't train your whole life. I mean, nothing against Chattanooga. I love Larry Ward. I love the Lookouts. It's a great town, but you trained your whole life, you know, to be a, an MLB player. And if it means wearing that Twins uniform, you know, the, the two-week trade, man, it's you know, it's it's totally worth it. And it's 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 all for you in the end. Yeah, it's for the club, obviously as well. You're a, you know, you're an, I hate to say an asset of the club, but that's what it. Unfortunately, the business world, you know, looks like it comes down to. But for you, it's also what your career means. And man, it's, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's worth it. Two weeks for two weeks. If it means you're up here in September and you're getting, you know, it, it, whether it starts, whatever that, you know, that's hard to say what it's going to be in September. I mean, there's a lot of things that this club can go through in, you know, in six months in terms of, you know, pitching. I mean, that's, that's a big deal right there. But it's, you know, it's good to see that they're looking out for you as a, as an organization because some organizations will just, you know, they'll, they'll run a guy out, they'll, you know, they, they don't care. You know, and at least the Twins do care. Levine and, and you know, and Falvey have a plan. They seem to have a pretty solid plan. So at least it's good that they're looking out for you as your health and obviously looking out for you long term because I, I would not want to see them try to, you know, not worry about this for you. And then it meant that it impacted you long term down the road to be a twin for, you know, years on, you know, on end. I mean, we want to see up your pitching for, 
you know, a long term as a starter. So, you know, now aside from that, though, I'll ask you, you know, obviously let's throw the injury out of the way. What did you think about spring training? I mean, for you, it was your first, you know, major league camp. I mean, it had to be big not only for you, but obviously as a side note, you know, some people that follow our show know that your dad does follow our, our show as well. He's a big, you know, Twitter follower of us. Hawk and everything that you do, your your sister, your mom, they're all watching what you do as well. So aside from just, you know, the injury aspect of it, though, if you talk about your overall spring training, what was that experience like? You know, your first time coming to a major league camp, you know, getting to get feedback from guys that have been, you know, doing this for, you know, many years at the major league level. Kind of talk about for Twins fans that will never have a chance to feel what that's like. What was it like, you know, you know showing up at Fort Myers for your first time in that big league side of things? Yeah, I mean, it was it was an unbelievable experience. Um, I mean, especially being in the clubhouse with Vogel uh, Song, you know, great veteran who had three rings. It was, a, it was tough to see him go uh, the other day. I was really pulling for him, hoping he'd be that fifth starter this year because um, what he brought to the clubhouse was, you know, just unbelievable. He's one of those guys you talk to every morning. He always had jokes for you. Um, he's just what you would picture in a veteran you know, trying to help out the young guys get and move forward. Um, but I mean, they we had a ton of guys, ton of young guys up there that I put I haven't played with, but I've been in the minor leagues with and you know seen them work. Um, Kyle Gibson rehabbed with us last year in Fort Myers. And, you know, I got to talk with him a whole lot. Um, he was one of the guys that was really helping me out and uh, you know showing me uh, how to go through your day routines and you know just come to the field and have, have little goals set in mind that you can always accomplish day in and day out so you can feel like you are moving forward even though you've, you know, you've in the, in the end of the game already met your your goal of being in the big leagues. You know, you always got to set those small goals to feel like you still need to reach and keep moving forward. Um, and just talking with all those veterans, man, it, it's, a, it's a big experience out there. Nice, very nice. Daryl? So it sounds like uh, Kyle Gibson gave you some advice. So were there any other veteran pitchers or even players that gave you any other advice that you're going to take with you now? Um, I mean, we we didn't get to go over a whole lot of stuff. Um, cause most times, you know, the veterans don't travel and they put all the rookies on the road. Um, so they didn't get to really see my outings. You know, I talked about it uh, a little bit. Um, but, I mean, we, I mean, just talking in fundamentals, like, working pickoffs with Breslow, just being a crafty lefty like he is. Um, Kinsler is just a salt dog and just grinds out these next couple of years, hopefully. But, I mean, it was it was just a bunch of guys, you know, just kind of fooling around, getting, getting on each other and just trying to help each other get a little better each day. Oh, that sounds good. And, uh, you know, and I wanted to follow up with that with, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, we've gotten to know each other. You said, you've always said that there really wasn't any competition, whichever level you were at between the pitchers. Did that change at all when you were in spring training? Yeah. I mean, you get to see, uh, who you're going to be competing with at the next level. I mean, this is the first time going into to camp, not knowing really a set rotation. I mean, when I got back over on the minor league side, we were pretty much set. I mean, I think we have four of our five starters already set in stone. Who's going to Chattanooga? And, um, you know, there's only one – there's two guys battling for one spot there. And then you go over to the big league club, and they, they're bringing out nine starters and don't know who's three, four, five, you know. 
it's a, it's a toss up and to see those guys being able to compete every day, but, you know, still be on that teammate level of, you know, helping each other out and just trying to make us make each other better and bring this fan, uh, this family we got together. Um, Cause it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they end up panning out this year. Good. Well, I'll tell you for that, that fifth spot, Steven, just as a side note, it's, it seems like Paul Molitor kind of wants USA to win tonight because he really does not like what he's hearing from the Puerto Rico side of things, that if they win, they're going to go back home and have like a three-day party, which means that Barrios, who has not thrown very much at all, is not going to throw again until, you know, Monday or Tuesday next week if that's the case. And the Twins have, have been pretty upfront that they're they're not real pleased with how that, that, that thing has shaken out, you know, you know, so far at all. And I know you were going to pitch for, for USA, but it's something it, – it actually is not one of the questions that Daryl and I talked about on the show. It was one that I thought of I wanted to talk to you about is you're seeing that with with this World Baseball Classic, yeah, a lot of the hitters want to participate in it, That's you know, and, that, and that's great. But you're seeing that a lot of the starting pitchers don't want to. And for reasons, whether it's them not getting the work, whether it's them just, you know – not wanting to be involved in it for other reasons, you know, it's, it throws off, you know, pitchers are creatures of habit. If you, I mean, baseball players in general are, you know, I mean, I, I know when I was, I was a creature of habit. There were certain things I had to do as a second baseman every single time I went out, you know, otherwise I felt like, you know, I was thrown off. And I know pitchers, I've been always told, I never did it, but I was told that those guys are even more of creatures of habit. You need to get your bullpen in every certain day, you know, your side work, which, I was I I had heard from some pitchers. Irvin uh, Santana even mentioned this that when he was in the, the WBC that they had to get their own side work in. They had to figure it out. They weren't being pushed to get any side work in. You know, well, obviously you got to stay sharp because the WBC is not the end of your season. You got to go back and and play Major League Baseball for six months. So, what is kind of your your take overall on the WBC? I know you want to represent the United States and that part of it. I get the you know that part of representing your country, but what is your overall take from a, from a player that that's trying to make a spot on a team? And then you, you know, you're getting shifted into this, this kind of a, you know, different tournament where you're, you're not getting maybe the time, the reps and the, and the work that you need as, as, as a pitcher, for example. Yeah. I mean, as a position player, I mean, I think that's awesome. Go for it. Get your ABs. I mean, you're going to be seeing the ball, you know, all season. Um, and, all, all those guys aren't really fighting for spots. Um, but, I mean, you look at Berrios and Trevor May goes down, and now he's only competing against two guys for a spot, but yet he's not here and he's not getting his innings out there. Um, so that's tough to see for Berrios. Um, but, I mean, like Hector Santiago, that's fine. He's got his spot secure here, I believe. Um, so I think it's fine if you got your spot secure in your, in your role. I thought Barrios had a chance to make a challenge here in spring training to see, you know, where he ended up, he would end up. I think him choosing the WBC, you know, he was just accepting a position in AAA and not giving himself a fighting chance for the big league club. Well, um, and it does look like that. So it's tough. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, so I'm I'm saying it's a little tough for those guys competing. Um, and then for those, you know, aces that turned down USA, like Syndergaard and all those type of guys, um, their clubs are, are paying them to be the leaders, you know, in their, in their area. So they need to stay back, I believe, and just take control of their squad, their rotation, and, you know, just set an example for everyone else. Um, but those guys fighting for positions, you know, 
I don't think the WBC should be the right choice for them. You know, I, I think you nailed it on the head. If you're obviously an ace, you're not going to go because the investment your club has into you. If you're an ace pitcher, you know, like like you mentioned, Syndergaard, you mentioned you know other guys that are in that ace role. Obviously, the investment that a club has in you is probably an insane you know monetary investment. They've probably got a pretty sizable you know monetary investment in you to be that leader of that pitching staff. And the last thing they want to see is you, you know, get injured during that. And like you mentioned, you know, the guys like Santiago. Irvin Santana that have their that have their you know spots in the staff that's fine but it was a great point you made about the fifth you know the kind of those five guys you know fighting for that final spot because for Barrios it made a big difference because since he's not been here Tyler Duffy's got a chance to go out and put a couple of starts up that haven't looked too bad uh, Mieja's got a chance to go put out a couple of starts that have looked really good I mean Mieja's all of a sudden catapulted he's turned some heads yeah there's all of a sudden people going why is Mieja this is the guy you went and and, you know, made a trade for, why is all of a sudden, you know, why, and, and he might be. this. You know, this guy might have went and won him a job. And like you said, I think it's a valid point. If you're a fifth guy, maybe the WC isn't the – and I know this is not you taking anybody to the task as a teammate or anything like that, but it's a valid point. If you're a five guy, maybe the WC is not the best thing for you. Yes, I understand you want to pitch for your country and that, that I get the valor, I get the, you know, the bravado there, but you have to look at your career long term. The WBC is not your career. It's an every four-year event. It's not – it, it's not how you're going to make your money and make your career. And Jose and kind of needed that time. And I, I just think that the way that these other two guys have come out, it's, you know, I just, I, I wanted to hear it from a pitcher because we hear it from like the hitters and they're like, oh, I want to go. Yeah, well, yeah, of course you do. You want to go out and face subpar pitching that you're not seeing every day in the majors. And you want to go out and, you know, smoke four homers in a, you know, 12 games or 10 game series and look like you're just, you know, you know, putting up, you know, you know, video game numbers and that's fine. But, there, you know, there's there's a lot of managers too, and Molitor's really not. I mean, and, and Paul's one of the guys that, and you obviously were around him in the spring. One of the guys that's really not in favor of this thing at all. I mean, he just really doesn't believe that. You know, Major League Baseball likes it because it makes money, and that's great. But you got you know old school managers like Paul Molitor that think, well, that's great, but you're taking guys away from me, and I'm you know, and as Paul said, we can't keep eyes on them the whole time they're with their camp in Puerto Rico or their camp in the Dominican. We don't know if they're getting, you know, you know, the work in. So it's kind of interesting to get your, your feedback on that. But one thing I want to I want to kind of transition to, if I could, you know, some of our newer listeners have maybe only heard you one time before. Not that you, you've been on our, our show many times, but maybe our newer listeners are, have only picked you up for the first or second time recently. And we've talked about your mix of pitches. And this was a thing that was talked about, you know, pretty big in the in spring training too, how you were working on certain pitches I'd kind of like you to talk about that because obviously, you know, people knew what you had from the standpoint of the fastball. They knew what you had from the standpoint of, you know, the changeup. But you had, we, you had talked to us before last year about trying to have a four-pitch mix. And I would like you to talk a little bit about what pitch you worked on at spring training this year and how you're trying to expand that repertoire because I already know what it is, but I'd like you to kind of expound on it a little bit. Yeah, so um, last year I mixed in a slider cutter uh, pitch um, that has been a good weapon to strike out lefties on 0-2-1-2. And this year I really wanted to focus on, you know, mixing that slider in as a 0-0 type of pitch, you know, just to show them I have it. I can flip it over for a strike and just show them that I have confidence with that pitch that I can throw it any time in the count. Um, My change was my go-to. Uh, you know, one oh two oh two one three one even. Um I will throw that pitch whenever I need to. Um uh, I got my fastball and curveball and uh thrown today, you know, 
I mean, I threw every pitch exactly the way I wanted to. You know, I didn't have my velocity there, you know, come first day back off the mound. I was 88-91, um, but I threw my cutter today, uh, struck out two lefties, and both of them were 86-87. So, I mean, that's a big jump from where I was last year at 84, you know, being kind of a big slider type. Um, this still had about five, six inches of depth and, you know, just start off, start on the plate and just bury it away. Um, and I mean, that was a huge eye opener for me, just knowing that I can keep working on it and, you know, make it do different things in certain counts. And, uh, I was able to flip, uh, flip in, uh, two of three curveballs for strikes today. Uh, one was strikeout. Um, and then another one was a OO, uh, for a strike. So. I'm starting to get a lot of confidence with my off speed, especially when I'm spinning it, because um, that's what I've been putting in most of my work for. You know, I hear, you know, you always hear what people are saying about you. You try to try to keep your head out of it, but uh, you know, I hear guys saying how garbage my curveball is, and you know, I take that to heart and really work on that all off season. And uh, this year, I'm gonna make sure that that thing is pristine, and you know, try and be as good as my changeup one day. And, you know, when people are saying how how bad it was this day, you know, hopefully they'll they'll look forward and see me when I'm in the big league sometime, and just have all four of those pitches dialed in. And you know, you should take that. You know, you should take that to heart, man, because that's you know, like you said, that's that's the whole field of the fire. Is okay, these guys think I can't, you know, I I can't bring in a good curveball as well, or I can't have a, a dominant changeup. Yeah, I can. You know, give me some time to let me show you that I can. No, that's a that's that's definitely the mindset you should have, you know, and that and that way let those let those hitters, you know, get get the voice in their ear that they're told, well, this guy doesn't have a a good secondary, you know, that or you know, change up or that's you know that slider's not that good of that curve. Let them get that in their mind. Then maybe after that first or second at bat where they actually see it and they're you know slamming a bat as they go back to the the dugout, maybe they can go watch the video and go, well, maybe I shouldn't have listened to coach because you know this 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 young man's got a little better uh, change up or you know. A curve a little more bite on it than I than I thought he had. You know that you know you should take that that that's that's personal fuel. Somebody is somebody is basically assaulting your baseball character, if I will. They're saying that you know you can't do this. Yeah, your mindset should be to come back and say, yeah, the you know what I can't, and I'm I'm going to show you that I can. And that's you know really it'd be different if if I heard a guy go, well, I, you know I, I kind of hear I can't do it, so I'm going to go to this route. No, no, I I like hearing a guy that go, oh, okay, you tell me I can't do it. Now that it's it's just like it puts it in your mind to say, well, two times yes I can, you know. So that's that's good to hear that you've got that mindset because that you know that's only going to make you a stronger pitcher as you, you know, continue to mature through and get up here to, to Minneapolis. So Daryl, with that, I'll turn it over to you. Well, it sounds like Stephen that uh, you know your mindset is by September uh, you'll be in the majors. At least that's the hope. And then it sounds like that's also the organization. Well, and I, I was doing some reading, and you know, only ten percent of my all minor leaguers make it to the show. Uh, you're as close as anyone right now within your organization. And what kind of thoughts go through your th- go through your mind when you think about just how close you actually are to making you know your lifelong dream? Yeah, I mean, the spring training was a big eye opener. You know, just being able to compete against uh, those fellow minor leaguers or you know big leaguers when I was coming in the seventh and eighth inning when I was able to pitch. Um, you know, just seeing how close I am to call me in the games and, you know, uh, being able to pitch and being able to have that focus still that realizing it's still baseball, you know, you know, you kind of have to soak it in a little bit, but I was trying to keep my head down and not look around, not taking the sights as much, just 
focus on getting my headers, and then when that inning's over, then I can uh, kind of enjoy it, you know, walking off the mound, walking back to the dugout. Um, uh, you know, I had a fun spring. I had a fun spring. I retired 10 of the 11 I faced, uh, you know, and that's a big confidence booster going into this year, you know. If I'm able to do it up there, why not just start strong down here and, you know, continue this ride and, you know, keep pushing forward and just keep getting better and knowing that I can compete against that top level and, you know, uh, just keep grinding through it. No, that's perfect. And, and, you know, as a follow-up to that, you know, again, just because you are that close and, you know, every, you know, Baseball America, uh, Keith Law, everybody has you as one of the top prospects within the organization, and you you are on the verge, as we're just talking about now, of making it uh, to 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 the show. How's your life outside of baseball uh, changed? I mean, are, are you more recognizable to people? Do you have to wear sunglasses? Uh, you know, has has life outside of baseball changed for you? <laughs> not at home. Not in San Diego. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot of people recognize me in San Diego still. Um, it's funny actually, as I'm, you know, my good buddy Brady Aiken, you know, we golf together all the time. We were checking in our names at a, at a golf course and I sign in first and he signs in second. They're like, holy crap, you're Brady Aiken. I'm like, all right, sweet. But, uh, it's fun seeing that from this side and, you know, but coming over here to spring training, you know, you got all those autograph guys here and, you know, I've definitely noticed more guys taking their time to you know, get my autograph and try and get my attention. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's not too bad. I enjoy it. You know, I've always signed autographs. I'll always take time to sign an autograph a person. Um, you know, I, just, I still see myself as that little kid. You know, I went to spring training for the Padres, always asking for autographs. I'd try to get, <laughs> you know, the whole team on one ball. I'd have a card collection, get everything, try and get everything signed. Reaching for foul balls, asking for foul balls. Uh, I'm still a fan at heart, and uh, I don't think that's ever going to go away. And I think that's really important. You know, you got to enjoy what you do. And you know, I'm playing a kid's game. I still see myself as a little 12 year old kid playing travel ball, and uh, I'm just getting to face better competition and meeting some guys that I've I've been able to watch on TV. You know, we had Michael Goodire come in and talk to us the other day on the minor league side. And, you know, being in the same. Um, same clubhouse as Bobo Song, who just beat down the Padres for, you know, six years. Um, and then, you know, and Torrey Hunter, obviously. He was one of my favorite outfielders to watch, making all those highlight plays. And, you know, just meeting all these guys and see how real they are and just being able to talk to them here every day and just realize how blessed I am to be here. Well, and, and to kind of, to, real quick, to jump on that, Steve, before I, I pop away from that and, and segment, um, like seeing yourself on, on a baseball, you know, you mentioned being a fan and seeing yourself on a baseball card, you know, for, you know, one of the, you know, you know, last year and then this year. Um, now I, I picked up a Bauman series card tops. Bauman does some autograph series cards. Have you been, you know, started to get contacted more by the card companies to do like autograph pieces, that kind of stuff yet? Is that stuff starting to, to, to jump into play for you yet where you have to kind of start, you know, dealing with, with that aspect as well? Now you mentioned the autographs. Is that starting to kind of become a bigger thing for you now? I mean, not not as, a, you know, personally, I'm not saying as an eagle piece. I'm seeing as, as more fans and more some of the card companies and stuff like that. Is that starting to kind of come out a little more now? Um, yeah, it's always kind of been a thing since I got drafted. I mean, I, I had a draft card uh, at my first rookie year, and, you know, they sent me a, a big box to sign off. Um, so I've had, I've had a 
I've had in contact with Bowman and Panini and, you know, tops, all those guys for the last couple of years. Um, it has picked up a little bit and, you know, I mean, like I said, it's, it's exciting to, to just be able to do this, you know, <laughs> I'm getting paid to sign a, sign my name. And, and I and I said it half because uh, you sent me a ball back, and I actually do have one of those Bauman cards that you signed, uh, one of those deals next to it. So I actually have that displayed together. So it's a very nice-looking piece. I've already had a couple of Talking Twins fans ask if we're ever going to give that away, and I basically told them that over my dead body they could they could have that. So if I, <laughs> if I die, they can have it. Other, other than that, you know, it's it's pretty much not going anywhere, man. It's it's from a guy that we've followed for a long time. So now, you know, and, and we talked about that. Tell them, to, tell them to mail it out to the field, and I'll definitely sign it and okay. send it back to them. You know what? I'll, I'll do that. I'll tell, I'll tell I, I won't, I'm not going to advertise that to every single person on the show. We've got a couple of guys that I know that are, that are pretty diehard wanting it, so maybe I'll, I'll privately let those couple of gentlemen know, that, you know where they can send it to, and we'll, we'll keep it that way. We're not going to, you know, I'm not going to expand it to everybody. They can, you know, people can, you know, figure out their own yeah. routes, but, you know. But you know, talking about you of know, course, yeah. you know, I mean, I want to. I mean, I know you got a you got a job to do too. You you got to kind of throw a baseball here and there. So, <laughs> you know, we we talk about though. You know, Daryl kind of quickly mentioned and he mentioned you know as, as close as you are you know getting here and you are pretty close. I mean, obviously you're starting at Double A, but that's you know that's basically a, a stepping stone to getting up here this year, hopefully in September. You know, call up time. But as close as you are to you know to Minneapolis, where you can start to see this is now really being. You know, when you look at somebody who's going through their career path, you know, they're looking at their next promotion. You can see this now as, as really being, hey, that's my next promotion. I really am going to be a Minnesota Twin. I can really do this. This is this is in reality. You know, how does your family handle that? I mean, I know, and I, and I, and I say this because I know I've, I've spoken with your dad. You know, great guy. I mean, a, a guy that follows you to no end. Uh, your, you know, your mom, your sister, they all follow Talking Twins, which is, you know, I thought is a great thing that they all jumped on the bandwagon. Um, the gal that's in your life, she also follows Talking Twins. I'm not going to throw her name out in the bus if you don't want it to be out there. So, I'm, you know, I'll just say that. But, you know, I mean, you got you got this great group of people that are a great, you know, support structure for you. And for somebody that's really, you know, trying to go through, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't understand that when you're a minor league player, you're not making big money. It's Everybody thinks that, oh, they're all – you know, they're all making just this gigantic coin, and it's just this, you know, unbelievable life. Well, hey, these guys all love doing it. They're obviously all trying to strive to get to that upper echelon of their career, as anybody else is in their career. And But it's great for you. You've got a, a, a unbelievable family support structure. You know, people behind you, like I said, the your mom, your dad, your sister, the gal in your life, all these people that are really behind you, that are really just there pulling for you. Now, what has it been like for them? I'd say over the past, you know, six to 12 months, as they've seen you progress, as they've seen you get, you know, to the Arizona Fall League again, as they've seen you now get to, you know, Major League Camp, what has it been like kind of, if you have to, you know, look at it from your side of, to them, what has it been like seeing what they've went through? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, uh, just thinking about all the guys I played ball with, you know. I get messages from, you know, same guys that I played 12U baseball with. I get I'm still in contact with that coach all the time. Um, you know, I coach with him in the off season. I mean, I got the biggest support system you can imagine back home. Um, I, you know, I think I'm going to have to get my own plane to fly out everyone and get about 120 <laughs> tickets for my first game. Um, it, I mean, it's going to be nuts. I, I, can't, I can't imagine how many people are going to be there. It's, it's kind of mind-blowing right now. 
uh, to even think about it. But I, I, I can tell you I have the best support system. You know, my dad's high school friends. You know, we have poker nights all together. We have our own fantasy football league. Nice. And then I got my mom's friends, you know. I mean, just I think I have about 30 cousins, um, 15 on each side, and they'll all be there. And oh, man. Aunts and uncles. I mean, it, go, it, it goes on and on. Both my both my grandmas will be there. Uh, it, it's going to be nuts. They're all coming to Minneapolis. I get messages from, I, oh yeah, I get messages from everyone. Oh dude, even kids. Well, like, September even, will be a good kids. time too because it's not going to be freezing either, so that'd be perfect for everybody. Yeah, but we're going to have to find a restaurant yeah. that can seat like these hundred and fifty people, and then we're going to have you know, <laughs> I mean, before they're like the night before, we're going to have to find a place we can all you know meet all you know all these folks. I mean, your dad's already been on me because I missed him at Twins Fest on that Saturday, and he's already you know. Oh, you know, we should have, you know, like, I'm, and I was there. That's the sad part. I was at Twins Fest that Saturday. It just, it just, <laughs> it, it just didn't happen. You know, it just, so no, it's going to be, it's, it's crazy. So you're talking there really that you could have that many people coming to your, to your first start at, you know, at, let's say it's at Target Field, September 8th. I'll just throw that out there that you could have that big of a group. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Oh yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll say around 50 plus. Keep your head screwed wow. on. Keep your head screwed on, baby. That then just don't, you know. You might yeah. Have, you I mean, have... I even have kids that I coach this offseason that their dads made promises that they'll even come out that I've coached for the past couple of years. You might have to sequester yourself. So, you might have to sequester yourself the night before. Just be like, I'm sorry, I can't see anybody the night before. You know, I'm starting. I'll see you guys on maybe the night after. You know, just. But no, I mean, one thing I want to I want to mention that I that I heard you talk about, and you know, you kept your head down. You know, at spring training, you don't want to look up until you – I will say this, it, when it's the first time, and it will be – there will be the first time. When it is the first time and you step out on the target field, you, you take that nice nice leisurely stroll to the rubber. Man, soak it in a little bit, man. Look up to look up to three decks because, remember, this is, the, this is the time now where you're pitching where it's, you know, it's triple-level stadium. Man. Soak it in a little bit. I'm not saying get, get your mind off it because, obviously, your catcher will be behind the plate. He'll bring you back, and it might even be Mitch Carver. Who knows? I mean – or it'll be, you know, uh, Castro back there. But, man, soak it in a little bit, man. Just, you know, at least take it in a little bit and just realize what all that work you did was for to, you know, to get to this point. Because we're all pulling for you. You know, we're pulling for you here. I'm going to let Daryl ask the last question. But, you know, we're we're definitely, you know, we're going to be that group of, well, we'll be there, but we'll be that group of 50-plus that's, you know, that that's behind you there as well. But take a little time to breathe it in real quick at least. And then, then get back to putting, you know, seven or eight guys down in the first, you know, three innings. But, Daryl, go ahead and close this bad boy out. Well, the last thing I wanted to ask you, Stephen, is that, you know, I'm a big fan of, well, every sport, but, you know, March Madness is That's just true. what it is. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's heartbreaking. My favorite team, who I didn't pick to win it, Wisconsin, beat the team that I picked, Belanova, which, you know, is a good and bad. You know, I don't win any money, but, you know, hey, my – favorite college team is going to go in advance do you get into march madness and if so uh did you who, who'd you have to win it all yeah so my my bracket there's there's not a lot of green there's definitely a lot of red <laughs> on um i have unc winning the whole thing okay um i think they i don't know if they'll be able to pull it off um notre dame i had gone the lead eight i thought they looked good going into the tournament yeah, I had them. I had also, you know, Villanova going far. I had 
UNC playing Duke in the championship. I mean, oh, was, so Duke this was, was out right year. away, so that hurt. <laughs> yeah, this this has been a tough year for me. But but you still have UNC now. I have UCLA beating UNC to go to the finals. And why? And I had that. I had UNC beating or losing to 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 Villanova. And why do you, neither of you give Gonzaga okay. any credit at all, man? What what's up with that? Right? Because there? they always harp. They always break my heart. And I just don't even know. I don't get on that. I don't do that. Well, I did. I did. So that's my. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, what... I don't know. Gonzaga's. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Come on, it's... I don't have any faith in them. I tell you, it's it's that one tournament though that everybody, even if you're just a, you know, not not, not an just an avid fan, you know, just you like okay, I don't follow college basketball, but I want to do the tournament. I want to get in on the tournament. I want to get on the pool. I got so many people that I know get it on in some some pool or another because it's March Madness and everybody does it. And nine times out of ten, you're heartbroken. And it took the second week or the first weekend, second game that my team done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how I've been doing it for I think five years, and then my sister finally started to do it. I mean, she paid no attention to it at all. First year, she gets second place out of our our pool of ninety five people, and then uh, last year she got third place. So I don't I don't know what she's how she's doing this year, but I stopped paying attention because I think I was on the last page. Of <laughs> well, last year I had Michigan State, so I was out uh, day one, and I just stopped talking to people about it. That's awesome. So you know that's yeah. just the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> yep. Well, Just guys, pick the name that looks good. It is, exactly. Sometimes name, that's all you got to do, my friend. The color, the animal that could beat the other animal. You know, it's it, it's you know, it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, it, it it is. You know. Exactly. But definitely, your 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 uh, season is not going to be a crapshoot. So with that, guys, we want to close us out with thanking Stephen Gonsalves for you know taking some time to join Talking Twins tonight. We're definitely going to stay in touch with Stephen and see where where it goes. Obviously, maybe midpoint of the of the season in the Southern League, and then from there, we'll see where where that leads for him, and, you know, hopefully in September everything goes well where it's going to be the first time that we'll sit down and talk with Mr. Gonsalves wearing that nice Minnesota Twins uniform. So with that, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back here and talking Twins in just a moment. We've got a few things on Twins notes to talk about. Obviously, we, we touched on it during our interview with Stephen Gonsalves. Trevor May is going, or he already had the, the Tommy John surgeries on the 60-day DL. The, the Twins then purchased the contract of Craig Breslow, so Breslow is officially on the 40-man roster. We'll talk about that. Also, the new LED lights being installed at Target Field. We'll talk about that and a couple other uh, little quick you know, tidbits and notes as well. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Talking Twins. This is Panda Pete from Twins and Losses Super Show, and you're listening to Talking Twins on the 4D Podcast Network. Hey guys, we're back here on Talking Twins for our Twins Notes segment. Really hope you guys appreciated the the interview with Stephen Gonsalves. Boy, Stephen gave us a, a lot of time, a lot of insights. I mean, really a lot of good stuff from Stephen. We went a couple of different ways in that interview, and boy, he he really gave us a lot. It was it was a great interview. Again, as we talked about, we'll talk with Stephen again. You know, kind of midpoint of the season, maybe right around the uh, the Southern League All Star break see where things are going for him down there in Chattanooga. And then, of course, hopefully we'll be getting to talk to him in September. And at that point, that he will be a you know Minnesota Twin. I mean, a call-up, and we can talk to him as you know first time wearing that Minnesota Twins uniform. So we'll, we'll definitely keep you guys updated with the progress of Steven Gonsalves. Now, talking about pitching, we want to talk about a couple of you know notes this week. Uh, first of all, Trevor May, we'll, we'll go through that real quickly. 
Uh, May did have the the Tommy John surgery this week. They actually pulled the uh, ligament from his knee, and it was funny because I saw a tweet from Trevor. He said, you know, they're going to be using the ligament from my knee. So he said, basically, in 24 hours, it's going to look like I got hit by a bus. So, <laughs> you know. And it probably will look like that. But at least, at least the, the one thing you have to look at by that is that Trevor May is at least, you know, it, it's, it's hard if you're a pitcher to have your season disappear, you know, a promising outlook, you're all done for the year, to find some, you know, semblance of humor where you can at least, you know, where you have the ability to kind of crack some kind of a joke. At least it's pretty good to show that the mental, you know, mindset of Trevor May is, you know. Well, he's always got that personality that, you know, you know things are going to be okay, things yep. happen the way it does. You got to be upbeat. And so, he's got a great personality. He's got, I, I think he's got a good, a great attitude, and he'll just come back stronger for this next year. So he's on the sixty-day deal. Excuse me, deal right now. That'll obviously be extended. Um, the rehab process is typically twelve months for this. He should be ready for opening day twenty eighteen. So yes. you know, it's so basically they yeah they took a, a tendon from his knee to reconstruct the UCL. Now the note is on this. Trevor, to replace May on the 40-man roster, he did it. This guy's back. Craig Breslow. Craig Breslow had his contract purchased today and is on now on, con, on contract with the Twins. He's the, he's the guy that's going to fill Trevor May's 40-man spot, so we'll see Craig Breslow in the bullpen with that new arm slot for the Twins. So it's going to be an interesting piece to watch how that works out, how Breslow does. And as does. a reminder, this is one of the smartest guys in baseball yeah. that sat down with, Levine and Falvey, uh, and impress them both just with the conversation. I mean, this guy and with the data, with the data. I mean, Breslow exactly. Breslow. This is a guy I would love to see after his uh, playing career is over. Part of the Twins organization front staff. Well, and they've talked about this. It would be, it'd be, it'd be a very, very welcomed uh, attribute to have. Uh, in the office. Well, they've talked. They've talked about that. Breslow went and bought this machine that now he had, and the Twins are now starting to use this machine as well. He went and bought this machine on his own, and when he went to Levine and Falvey, he actually brought the data. I mean, actually, literally brought the data yeah. to them and said, "This is what I've got. This is what I can show you why you know." So he went and did the arm, you know, slot drop on his own actually study the data what this arm slot drop meant it was really interesting when you know we talked about this a couple of you know a couple episodes previous but yeah breslow really did a lot of work to kind of reinvent himself and then when he sold himself to as you mentioned falvey and levine Derek falvey and thad levine he actually brought that data to reinvent himself and you know and say hey this, you know this is what I've well got. And let's not forget he had uh offers that were large you know more money more than money, the yeah. twins were offering right but yet he decided to go to the twins organization because of those conversations that he had with the front office exactly so it's that's, gonna, that's quite a bit so it's going to be fun to watch craig braslow here in 20 you know 2017 pitch so we'll, you know so that's the latest on the the trevor may side of pitching things now on the other side of pitching things is that that battle for the the fifth spot in the rotation is starting to, let's just say, heat up in, in the least. Um, we've seen Tyler Duffy and um, uh, Mr. Miehan recent, you know, innings, you know, or recent outings start to pitch pretty well. And the one guy we haven't got to see really pitch at all recently is Jose Barrios. 
Now, that's because he's been in the, you know, the WBC, the baseball classic. And they're really, the you know, you look at where this is Wednesday night, uh, you know, March 22nd, and USA is playing Puerto Rico for the title. Now, if Puerto Rico was to win this game, it's not exactly going to work out very well for the Twins because, you know, the Puerto Rican group, their their management, you know, the group running their WBC team has said that they want to take the players back to Puerto Rico, celebration, parade, you know, kind of a multi-day thing, which would put Barrios at probably not being back with Twins camp until at least Monday. By then, I mean, you're, you're going to have where it starts to become decision time. We're only, you know, we're only a little over a week away from the MLB and home opener in the case of the Twins because they're opening the season at Target Field April 3rd. And, you know, for and there's a couple other guys that are there, Hector Santiago, Eddie Rosario, Kenny Vargas. Now, Santiago, his spot's already, you know, pretty much cemented. Um, Eddie Rosario is going to be your starting left fielder. Kenny Vargas, I know the Twins would like to see him here a little more to fi- figure out whether it's he or Byung-Ho Park that are going to be there, you know, the everyday DH. I think the biggest thing, though, is, is with Barrios. I, I know Molitor has not been exactly real pleased with how this has turned out in terms of the fact that he's only started one game in the WBC, working five innings in that game, giving up three runs on a couple of hits, both homers. Um, he hasn't had a lot of other work. You know, besides that, and he's only worked for the Twins in two games this spring besides the WBC. So it's something where if they wanted to see Barrios a lot, Daryl, and if they wanted to, you know, really, you know, try to give him the chance to win that fifth spot, I I don't think they definitely have not seen enough of him at spring training to get it. Hey, he hasn't put a lot of work in in the WBC to see enough there to go, you know, we like what we see. And if he's not going to be back until next week, and you're only at seven days until the start of the season, I don't see how at this point he realistically has a chance to win that fifth spot. I think at this point he has to go back to AAA. I think he has to go back to Rochester for at least a month, and then they can you know they can look at how things are working out in the rotation at that point. You know some of that will will shake itself out, but I'll, I'll take your feedback here. I mean, you look at this, you see this, and you follow the WBC as well as, as you know, spring training. What What is your take? I mean, do you differ with that mindset? Do you think he really, no, you know, do you think he has a realistic chance to win that fifth spot? I don't think he has any chance. Um, I, I just I just don't. Uh, the coaching staff, the pitching staff, they're, they're not seeing them. They're, they're not seeing him pitch. He's not getting the innings that he needs to. Uh, in, in tonight's... Uh, well, the, the the final, the championship game, he's not the starter. He may come out in relief, and and that's it. Uh, you know, if he's down to if if he if he would have had in 2016, if he would have come up there, Brad, and pitched, you know, I don't know one one six seven games and had a two to three something ERA. I, I might have thought about this differently, but he had an eight and a half ERA. Yeah. Uh, he he's known for his strikeout to walk ratio, and it's solid. But it was just the opposite when he was in the majors last year. I mean, he was uh, walking more than he was striking out. So this, to my in my opinion, was his chance to show this spring that I deserve the chance. It's me. I am the guy 
that is going to be the number five and I'm going to earn my way up to be the number one or two. And yet I get it. You know, I'm, I'm a patriot of the military. I, I want to serve my country and he wants to represent his country. So I understand that he wants to uh, represent his country. He wants to represent the, uh, the, the Dominican Republic. Uh, but he didn't do anything for his position within the organization, uh, except maybe show loyalty. And we, you know, you and I spoke about this before. Uh, he shows loyalty to where he began and where he began his home country. I understand it. I get it. Okay. I, I congratulate him for that. And I wish him all the best. And I hope that, uh, when it comes down to it, when, you know, we, the twins, organization owned the the rights for Jose Barrios uh, for her six years, uh, then there's that loyalty. You, you got to think of it that way, Brad, because if you, if he was looking at right now, I want to be in 2017, me, Jose Barrios wants to be a starter in the major league. Then he would be in the major league. He would be with the twins right now. Yeah. But he chose a different path. Yeah. Yeah. So to me that puts that puts Alberto Mejia uh and Tyler Duffy in the running for that fifth spot and you know pick or choose who you want, but Alberto has played a hell has a excuse yeah, he, me, has had a heck of a good yeah, spring he's, training. He's pitched a heck of a good and, spring training. And I and I think you know, I think he is going to win, you know, just two day two nights ago where uh uh Duffy started, uh, I think he, I believe Duffy went four innings, and or maybe five, and then Mejia uh, went the rest away. Mejia finally gave up a couple runs, so he's got a 1.5 ERA. Both have earned the right to be considered highly. Yes. Uh, listening to uh, Patrick Royce, uh on my way to our show, Brad, uh, today, they were talking uh, with Thad Levine about... Uh, when when I first tuned into it, they were talking about Alberto, and Thad had said he has turned a lot of heads. He's got people to really look at him, and then in his next breath, he also had said, uh, "Well, uh, Tyler Duffy is also in the running." But it got me to think that you know what I in my Everything we've seen, I really think it's going to be Mejia that's going to win that fifth spot. And Duffy, if you recall, if you remember, Tyler Duffy, it, it went to Rice University. He was a closer. Yes. So he's not. it's not a new thing for him to be in the bullpen. And with Trevor May out for the season, I could see maybe Duffy in the bullpen, Mejia as a fifth spot. And Barrios is the next man up. No, that's that's I, I think that's the way it's going to play out. I mean, that's the way I see it right now. Is is you know Mieha getting that fifth spot? You know, Duffy probably you know, especially with Rhino Work is going to start the season on the DL. That's going to you know, right? Then that's that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing you just mentioned. That's going to open things a little bit. No, I I agree. That's that's the way I see it, and I, I kind of agree with your. You know, I, I not kind of. I do agree with your your kind of your your concept of where he took this in terms of Brios with his mindset. It's just it was interesting, obviously, that the club wasn't really 
it didn't seem like this was like really communicated well between you know the manager the front office and you know Brios at least you know if that was his well mind. and you got to remember you got a you got a new front office I understand but it just it just didn't and seem like the, he may want one thing. Oh no, no, no! I, no, another. I, I get that. I, it, to me, I was more like the like the manager, the player, and the front office weren't all on the same the same page at least. And you know, maybe if Brios would have went to you know the the front office or even the monitor, you know, and said, "Hey, this is this is my my mindset on it." You know, I really want to go play for Puerto Rico. I really want to go play for my home country, even if it means that I might have to take a slight step back and go back to AAA. This is really. You know, I want to take this opportunity, this chance. I don't know if that communication was maybe done as well as it could have been. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not in, you know. I'm not at Hammond Stadium. I'm not in Fort Myers. I'm not sitting there with, with you know, Molitor and Levine and Falvey. They could also have been told that and are not telling us. You know, there's right. a lot of things I don't know there. It just sounds like the communication maybe could have been better here. But that could be on both sides. I'm not going to pin that on one, you know, one way or the other because we also – are never going to be told everything that no, the front office not. knows either. So, yeah. So, it just – overall, it just kind of seems like – it seems like it's – the biggest thing out of it is it seems like it's going to be a benefit for Mieha and Tyler I, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, you got Mieha, and he is pitching lights out, and he's earned – he's but, earned more than just a look. Darryl, I think he's earned that fifth spot, Brad. I think it's, I think it's a benefit Cause, for – Because you and I have spoke about there's certain pitchers in that – and the top four I think that it's are a, going to be automatically put in the rotation because of the money. But I want to say this. I think and, it's a benefit for him and Duffy because I think. Both of them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There's no but guarantee. Because of the money, there's certain pitchers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That yes, we don't yes. need a name. Yes. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Not at all. That are going to be put in the rotation that just, don't deserve it. Just say the starting four. I mean, and you can decide, who, right. you know, yes. But you no, can decide on your own, everybody. I just think that uh, acquired last year. I just think I, that I don't belong there. But I think both of these guys, you know, I think Mia and Duffy both benefit out of this deal because there's no guarantee that either or both of them, you know, would have, you know, made this, you know, the roster guaranteed coming out on the 25. So I think it, it benefited right. them. You know. And eventually, Barrios will be there Correct. because Correct. he has the talent. He will dominate AAA. It's, this is assuming that. He doesn't get that fifth spot. Assuming he does not get the fifth spot, he's going to dominate AAA. We know that. It'll just be who shakes out out of the out of the starting but, rotation. But not yep. what I don't like is that he didn't get the amount of time that we would want with the Twins coaches during spring training. But that's was, what we want. I don't care that he's partying and celebrating. But that was coming that was, out of the GD bullpen. But that was his decision. With, you know, I, I don't. Mean, about that i get it patriotic that's great what he needs is the the work the, the work with the the big league staff he, he made that call he knew that by going to play he for did. puerto rico that and that was his know, call that was his call and you know you know what i'm not gonna take that away from him but it's his. but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh put anything against the twins so sort of throwing them down in triple right. a exactly exactly so Probably the best move they could do. Exactly. That's yeah. It's it's you know you can't fault the player for wanting to do what he did, but you can't fault the the front office and the management for doing what they have to do for other players as well. They have to look out for everybody, not you know. So with that, that's we wanted to kind of discuss that there. It had been, it had been a hot topic the last you know few days. Obviously now 
tomorrow once the WBC wraps up. That topic may start to cool. You know what I'd like to talk about real quick, just Brad? Oh. I wanted to just, I know we didn't really talk about it too much, What's but that? how about Zach Granite? Oh, yeah. You know what? I mean, he, how much, I mean, you and I have been friends since we were just kids, and we've been following baseball since we were kids together, but how much of Brian Dozier comes out of him? I, it, I mean, know, I, are they are they two the same or I mean I get it Brian Dozier the power hitter oh right 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 but both late round picks both uh, players of the year uh, and both leaders really but Zach Granite is having a heck of a time right now huh yeah really hard to see him I mean I understood that you know when they did it that he was gonna you know eventually get sent out and I mean. But hard to see because this is a guy that was really, you know, really putting. He, every... sent, he was sent down. I understand why, but could but, you man. not see him coming up this year? Oh, I, I, I could totally see him as. And a... for you guys that don't know Zach Granite, all season last year he was in Double A. Yes, one of the hardest leagues. Fifty-six stolen bases led the entire minor leagues. Yep, and Dougie McKavich gave him the green light at any time he wanted there was no stopping him he said that's how he had to learn and now i mean if you look at the way he did trade his spring training there was a couple games i remember watching where okay center field was uh coming after the ball and he had to just recognize that okay it's going to hit right before him and end up making the right decision on base running not only does he steal bases great because he sold 56, he, so he's super super fast. He's an above average, above average defender in the outfield. Can play all positions. Uh, center field is one. So I believe at one point, at some point in time in 2017, he will be a, the fourth outfielder. But he's got that base running ability, which not every star player has. And so I really like what we're seeing out of him right now. No. He's an exciting player. A 13, 13th round pick, Brad. He's an exciting player to watch. I like I like Granite a lot. He was definitely one of the hardest ones to you know to see get sent down. But yeah, I I, I see a lot of you know promise for him. Um, if Grossman's injury you know piece starts to keep creeping up here, where he's now going to be already down for five to seven games. If that creeps up at all during the year, I mean, that's definitely going to open the door for Zach Granite. If it's not a September call-up, yes. And then obviously... Oh, I think it's way before September. Well, I, mean, I think it's before that. Well, you're going to have to move an outfield. If, if he's doing well at bat and there and someone's not, he, he's going to get his opportunity. Well, to me, he's not going to push Kepler, Rosario, or Buxton out of the way. I mean, no, he's those... not going to pitch anything. Nope, you're right. So it's it's got to be a flex if, if Grossman Robbie Grossman excuse me who's gonna you and know that's easy and but that's an easy replacement in oh, my it opinion. very well could be I mean if he has another you know half a season like he did last year I mean I I like the heck out of the kid his defense is is definitely to me above average he's a solid defender you know as you mentioned his base stealing ability knack for getting on base too he's he's got a good eye at the plate no I think this is a guy that that definitely you know it could be a bolster for the Twins outfield in 2017 and beyond I mean I. I like Zach Granite a lot. It was one of the hard ones to see go down to minor league camp. You know what's going to happen with some guys you don't want to see. Yep. He was, you know, one of them. Uh, but you know what? I, I definitely think we're going to see, you know, we're not we're not done watching, you know, Zach Granite by, by any shape of the imagination. 
And the last story that we have real quick is we're going to wrap up the Twins Notes section here on Talking Twins is that you're going to see some new lighting this year at Target Field. The Twins have become the fifth major league team to install LED lighting at their ballpark. Uh, it's actually a company uh, that's called Eaton. They're a power management company. They completed their installation of their set. They call it the um, UFAS LED lights. They're, they're supposed to be some of the best um, LED lights you can find in sports. Uh, the Vikings use them at the new U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, obviously, the Twins have always been big on keeping Target Field energy efficient. It's a LEED-certified stadium. Um, if you don't know what that means, you can go look LEED up, but it's, it's basically a standard. That means that, you know, via recycling, via energy efficiency, you know, via other, you know, other standards, you, you keep your stadium as energy efficient as possible. Now, the Twins have always, you know, tried to do that as well, and these lights reduce energy use by up to 75%. It reduces costs, which means the Twins don't have to spend as much on electricity. It doesn't mean you're going to get a cheaper beer. I'm sorry. It's still going to cost the same price for that beer. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're, they're taking the cost and passing them on to you for your, your line of Kugels, but, you know, it's always nice to dream. What it does do, though, is these LED lights light the field on a more even, consistent basis, which it's better for you, obviously, if you're at the ballpark. It's also better for you on TV because when cameras pick up lights, if there's bright spots, cameras pick up those bright spots and you get lighting variances that you see on TV, let alone if you're at the ballpark to watch a game as well. So, you know, and, and the, the twin senior director of ballpark systems talked about how, you know, they compared three different LED lighting options. These came out to be the best, you know, for their needs. The lights are 100% dimmable. So the twins can totally control the lighting from being not on to any percentage lit all the way up to 100%. And then each light can be individually controlled. These lights can also change color. So if they want to for different reasons, they can have these lights, you know, if they want to, if they're doing some kind of a color theme, like maybe before a game or whatnot. I know for St. Patrick's Day, they, they had already had some of them lit up and they're green. Um, other franchises that use these lights include the Rangers in Texas, the Mariners, the Padres, and the Indians, and then the Vikings, as I mentioned, uh, Arizona and their stadium, and then the Dolphins and their new park use them as well. And what I guess the big thing that they've talked about from a professional baseball standpoint is that teams like these lights because they minimize glare zones, and then because of that dimmable ability, they can actually they can ease the lights in better as you're going from you know, if you got a 7 o'clock game where it's sunny out, and all of a sudden what starts happening in the summer, by about 8.30, now dusk sets in. And then by 9 o'clock, it's, you know, it, it's smoke black. Well, now it doesn't have to go from just sun, bang lights. They can actually ease these LEDs in. So for the players, you're not going from looking up at the sun to going to dusk, and all of a sudden, bam, it's bright lights in your face, and you're tracking balls in it. They can actually ease the the lighting level, which obviously for a player that's gonna they're gonna be able to more you know acclimate to the lighting, which that's that's a you know that's a nice thing. Obviously, that's if you're a player, it's much easier if you can acclimate and have lights kind of slowly you know ramp up versus bam. I've got now I've got you know two sets of you know <laughs> smoking lights in my eyes, and I'm trying to you know find a ball in the night sky. So these lights are supposed to provide a lot better experience for the player, supposed to provide a lot better experience for the fan. We're going to find that out because these will be in play uh, starting, well, probably not needing them hopefully on on Monday, April 3rd, because that is supposed to be a day game. So I 
really, really hope they don't need them then because otherwise that's some kind of weird weather we're getting at at 310 in the afternoon. But, you know, for, for night games that will creep into April and then along through the summer, it's going to be nice to see a uh, new lighting concept. Hopefully this works out well for the club, works out well for the players, and, you know, the fans, everybody gets a benefit out of it. So one thing to look at new, uh, we have not heard of any new food options yet at Target Field. If they those come out in the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll preview those on our on our show in two weeks. But as of right now, I have not. Uh, we have I, we've been putting our ear to the ear to the ground for that. I've not heard yet of any new options coming out on, on that front. But we'll we'll keep watching for that. But with that, we're gonna wrap up uh, Twins notes, and also that means it's time to wrap up talking Twins for this week as well. Remember, though, talking Twins is always part of the 4D Podcast Network. Uh, is recorded out of the beautiful First Pitch Studios in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, of course, always, it's your host, Daryl Yates, and myself, Bradley Swanson. Remember, you can find us on the web at www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com. You can find us on Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash talkingtwins. And, of course, our Twitter handle is also talkingtwins. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're starting to share a lot more stuff from spring training, get you guys articles on everything that's happening. So via Twitter, via Facebook, get you ready for the season. So remember, find us on those on those different social media feeds facebook or twitter or just come out to the website and listen to the podcast that way and we've got plenty of news for you out there as well and with that we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the show for daryl this is bradley we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks until then go watch some twins games this weekend uh and with that keep following your twins and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks here on talking twins talking baseball in minnesota